What's up, guys? I'm Dmitry Lipinski, and welcome to the Roofing Insights Podcast, the show that lets you take roofing insights on the go. If you have ever wanted to enjoy Roofing Insights content on your drive to the job site or while you're at the gym, this podcast is perfect for you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. In this episode, I speak with RoofMax investor and former Shark Tank shark, Kevin Harrington. In this episode, I speak with RoofMax investor and former Shark Tank shark, Kevin Harrington. For over 50 years, Kevin's invested in companies of all sizes to help grow and scale their business. And I'm excited to have him share some of his knowledge with you. But before we learn more from him, I want to give you a shout out to my friends at Atlas Roofing Corporations. For four decades, Atlas has been one of the most popular shingles in the country because of their commitment to quality and service. If you're a contractor or homeowner who is looking for a brand of shingles that you can trust, then I personally recommend Atlas Shingles. Visit their website today to learn more about what has made Atlas an industry leader in the shingle manufacturing. With that being said, let's get into our talk with the inventor of the infomercial, Kevin Harrington. All right, guys, we're at the Roofing Process Conference. I have very special treat for you, Kevin Harrington absolutely amazing entrepreneur original shark tank and of course we all know him by roof max he has 20 locations and i want to make this short interview after his keynote keynote it will be available at our channel as well but i want to make it about entrepreneurship so my first question to you kevin is this are you born entrepreneur or you become entrepreneur is is it something we're born with you or? know that, that is a, it's a great question i, I do believe some people are born with sort of a, a, an easier way to become an entrepreneur, okay? I mean, I, I feel fortunate. My father was an entrepreneur and he did not want a job. He, he wanted to own his own business and open bars and restaurants. And, and, and then I flowed into that and, and I loved that freedom that he had. And so I, I can't say that I was born for this, but um, I certainly uh, feel that I had some, some something innate inside of me that made me more oriented towards entrepreneurship. But I do believe that you can teach entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Um, it With the right mentors in your life, I think anybody that really wants to be an entrepreneur, even if they're not, they have the ability to do it. I have five kids and I already recognize my second he is just different breed. He he sells candies to his sisters. He he will sell. He will sell. He actually sold three quarters for a dollar. They needed quarters, and he's like, okay, you want quarters? Three quarters for a dollar. I'm like, they're your sisters. He, he, but that's how he's, he's a businessman. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's an entrepreneur, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, but the question is, the when you how can you teach your kids that? Like, what's the process? Because if I look at five of my kids and I say, okay, I have an artist. Like, she's artist. My oldest, she wrote 500 page book already by the age of 13 about dragons i'm like yeah. okay she's artist he's entrepreneur how do you teach and how do you ca so, cultivate so it? i mean for example um as a shark on shark tank i get i go to grade schools i go to high schools i go to colleges mm -hmm. universities all around the world and what we talk about are i mean i, I do various things number one I, I take a few pitches you know so that's mm -hmm. you know so I teach kids kind of, I say, find an opportunity, find a problem that's not being solved currently, right? What's a problem in the market? And, and so, like, you know, my, 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 I have kids, and every now and then one of them will, 
bring it on and say, hey, dad, here's something, a problem around the house not being solved. This, this is how inventors come up with inventions, solving problems, right? But I say to the kids today that take your passion, right? It, and, and you mentioned what your son wrote a book on, on dra dragons? Uh, no, my, my oldest daughter. Daughter. Yeah. On dragons, yeah. right? Now, if she's very passionate about that, there's a business there. She could be an entrepreneur creating content, getting followers. Because let me explain how that works. The more followers you have, the more revenue you make off of your social media. So if, if, if she wants to build a business, just about her passion, she can do it. And that's mm -hmm. that's the beauty of today. It, in the so old any days, artist can become a business person. Any man. artist can be a business person, can be an entrepreneur, and it, there's a great opportunity. It, especially the internet and social media has opened this for everybody. And I absolutely love it. I recently uh, watched the video, uh, Fittest Man on Earth, Matt Fraser. He won CrossFit Games five times. And now he has like five businesses. He has protein shakes, so like he, he's an athlete. And, exactly. he and he became entrepreneur because of this. He started his YouTube channel and I think he has 40,000 subscribers from the first two days because he won CrossFit Games five times. Exactly. And now instantly it just jump starts to everything. And now he's managing, he, he's like, I'm not a businessman, I'm athlete, but he has right. a team. And now he has the team. And that's one of the key things. So let's talk about it. You said, can, can you learn how to be an entrepreneur or do you have to be born? If you have a desire to be successful, make money, build something. Now, find, you know, go, go, go look at that, but don't be afraid to surround yourself with a few experts that might be able to help you get there faster. And that's what I do. I, I give people a jumpstart and a quicker access to, uh, to, 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 to success in their business. Would you agree that entrepreneurs mainly money-driven people? Mind-driven? Money, money-driven. Money-driven. Are you, you money-driven? What, oh. what drives you okay. the most? So, uh, you know, my wife says to me quite often, she says, Kevin, she said, why do you help so many entrepreneurs and don't get paid all the time, right? I mean, I, I do get paid, you know, in my business, but she's like, you're so busy, you're traveling the world, but you're helping entrepreneurs and, and there's no compensation. I'm like, look, I said, you know, yes, you got to... You have to set the path as an entrepreneur to be a profitable entrepreneur. Nobody wants to have sales and not have profits, right? Because then you can't pay your bills. So I say you need to focus on being successful, but money isn't the overall factor for me. I like empowering people. I like taking people's ideas. And, and I'll give you an example. Three years ago, a guy came to me, had failed with his product launch. He had invested his life savings and laid this on my desk and said, can you help me? And, and so it's, it becomes my passion at that point to help, to, to figure out a way. Well, that product has now become a hundred million dollar success. And this gentleman's made millions in the process. And it's like, it, it started with the desire to help. And yes, money was made in the process. Who shouldn't open a business? Ah. Well, okay, if, let's put it this way. If, if, you, if, if you're afraid of, of too many things, if, if, if you don't have a passion for something, I mean, people think they, they should be opening a business, so sometimes they'll just kind of half-ass it, so to speak, okay? But, you know, in today's world, you, you know, you have to, to do it the right way, okay? Um, you, you don't want to play around. Uh, 
get good advice, get, and you know, there's also legalities. Like for example, if you, so I know somebody that said, you know what, I'm just gonna test something on Amazon. Well, they did, but they screwed up their process. They got thrown off and Amazon doesn't want them back now. Okay, so, you know, don't be a halfway entrepreneur. If you're gonna do it, do it right. And, and so for those, the, the, the answer to the question, who shouldn't do it, those that don't have passion or confidence, if, you're, if that's not you, don't, don't go do it because you're gonna have enough headaches, roadblocks, problems, challenges that you need to really come in with a with a, just an unbelievably powerful mind to start. You hire and employ a lot of people uh, in your businesses through the years. My question is, when you see, when you're about to hire a person and you see that he has that entrepreneur spirit, like maybe he will be competing against you later. So do you look at, you know, who's going to be loyal employee or who's a potential threat and might take away your business because they yeah. are, do you look at those things? You have to. Um, you know, how do you spot I, I entrepreneurs? Guess, I, mean, I, I tend to move towards entrepreneurs because I'm an entrepreneur, so I, I get along and etc. But this is the this is the difference. Don't you don't want to make an entrepreneur an employee that's on a you know on a on a um, you know a a weekly salary with a cap to the amount of money they can make because they're going to try to figure out how can they make more and get around that, right? And so I'm not saying that they're, they're gonna be dishonest necessarily, but but they may hit a point where they're like, look, I had a guy, I invested, up front. I didn't realize how entrepreneurial he was. As he was going and he was seeing all the great things we were doing, he got so excited that he wanted to own his own business. So I spent 18 months training this kid and then he left and started his own business. So you gotta be careful. Now, what I encourage those kind of, in those situations is partner with them at that point. If you've invested all that time to help them get to a point and now they're gonna go off on their own, maybe you can be involved in some kind of mentoring, partnering, maybe a little investment or maybe no investment, but. Maybe it, give them stake of the company. Give them, give them, you know, maybe you got it's time to bring them a little piece of equity in your company also, right? Yeah. We actually have a lot of it happening in the roofing business because yeah. you know salespeople tend to come, learn they have the cap, yeah. and they leave and start their own. Start their own, contract it out. Yep. Um, what are the levels in a small big business? Do you see like we have a small business owners problem until like I don't know what's the cap? Fifty million dollars. When is a big business for you? You have like some massive brands. Yeah. Give me like a scale from small to big. And well, what, I, okay. So um, I start. I start a lot of businesses from scratch, so we start from zero, and we, you know, we built 20 to over 100 million, five to over 500 million, two to over a billion, um, and, and then how, this, how, how do you build something like yeah. a billion? I mean, so I, I've talked about this company uh, Celsius, for mm -hmm. example. Um, Celsius, we've used massive amount of, of Instagram influencers. And so we're not on television, but these influencers are putting the word out. And now we're using some celebrity influencers. So, you know, this is the modern day media is utilizing some of these techniques. But the bottom line is, is that um, one of the keys to success in this regard is raising capital. Because if, if you, you know, when I built my first business to 50 million, I flatlined. We couldn't grow any faster because we were using our profits to grow to fund the business. But we hit a we hit a wall, and so 
when I raised $3 million, that took us to $150 million. And then we raised $10 million, and that took us to five hundred. million. So the key to success it ultimately in building billion-dollar businesses or hundred-million-dollar businesses is the ability to raise capital. So you have to, yeah. You have can't to have do, money to. You, you, you can't do it all. I mean, I'm not saying you, you've got to invest it yourself. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, you don't have to have a dime to build a billion-dollar business, but you have to be able to raise money to build that business. So it's it's almost impossible to build billion-dollar companies without raising money. Is Pretty it because much. of capitalism or like, like what's behind it? What's well, the, look, let's put it this way. If you're in the roofing business, you sell a big job. You got to go out and buy all the materials yeah. you gotta, and and buy the materials, pay for the labor and wait to get paid or, you know, or whatever may be possible. Yeah. If you're dealing with corporations that are going to pay 30 days later. Right. So how do you, if you got 10 jobs, you better get some financing somewhere, you know, some way. But, but in, in the product business, when we're running knives and, 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 and kitchen products and fitness products with Tony Little, we've got to buy the inventory. When someone orders it, they don't want to wait two months. They, I can't get the order and now go buy the product and ship it. That'll take 90 days and they're, they're not going to want it. I need the money to finance the inventory. So, so I started talking to investors and banks way back and that's how we built billion dollar brands in the, in the as seen and TV business. But it's, it's, it's critical to, to have access and, and, and I don't mean, when I say access to capital, I don't mean you got a rich uncle that's just going to write you checks. I mean, you know how to go raise capital and there's a technique to do that. Can you share, like, what are some techniques? How do you raise the capital? Well, so, I mean, first of all, there's, there's I could spend hours on this subject. Sure. You know, we, the first thing that, that we do is, you, you know, people go, they, they go to people close to them. So angels and friends and relatives and all of that. But very quickly after that, you can also, we're doing amazing things crowdfunding wise. Uh, we're on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, but have you ever heard of Start Engine, for example, yes. or Republic, republic.co? We've got many campaigns on equity crowdfunding sites now. So you can use equity crowdfunding sites. We use, in, we, we use investment bankers. So if I wanna, let's say I'm building billion dollar company now, and I want to like, I actually already have like, I'm, we, we have a platform and I ask roofers who would invest and I have over 100 emails in one day just say like, I'll throw a 5K in it because they believe in me, they believe in idea. So like, what would you recommend? What platform would you recommend to get public uh, funding so, like that from your community? Yeah, like, I mean, so there's two ways to go, but um, you know, Start Engine is, is a um, equity crowdfunding. So okay. let's say, do you know, do you have a valuation on the business yet? Like roughly, so let's say it's $5 million. $5 million, okay. So you could go to a start engine, um, a republic, and, and say, okay, here's my business, I, the idea of the business, and, and it's a $5 million valuation. We want to raise a million dollars. We're going to give away 20%. So now what you do is you got to shoot some videos, tell the story, build the site. And, and then you need to drive traffic to that site. Okay? We already have all of that. Okay, so now, but it's all in the story. Now, once you get momentum on these sites, you, a lot of people don't realize this, you can buy ads on the sites that self-liquidate. So, in other words, if you're on start, and, and, and not every site does this, but certain of the sites, you can actually go spend 10,000 and you spend 10,000, at the end of the day, 50,000 has come in in money raised. So what you have is a 20% 
sure. cost to acquire the money. Yeah. But now you got, so all of a sudden, you're doing 50 grand a day, a week, whatever. Before you know it, you got a million bucks. And whose money it is? Is, is it your community or is it? It's like a combination, people? but it's 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 good if you have a, a couple dollars to be able to kind of yeah, yeah. start it. But it's it's your friends and your relatives and your community. So anybody and then can the community invest. of the of the. Of and the, how is it tracked? Like so, let's say next year it's twenty million dollar valuation. Then can they? But sell could, share kind of deal. Well, if, if you have a, they, they, they want to get out. They, they could sell it privately yeah. to somebody, um, but you know, you, you you as the owner of the company may may want to have first option to buy it sure. because you don't maybe maybe they buy sell it, it to them. somebody. Yeah, they may sell it to somebody you don't want. And and you know, platform will determine the value. Well, it, you you have to determine that upfront. Yeah, yeah. With the platform folks. Yeah. So. Um, I'm doing dozens of these campaigns. I'd love to connect with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Name biggest, biggest lesson or maybe a few lessons from Shark Tank. Okay. What have you learned that you did not know before going in? Oh, boy. So, you know, Shark Tank created a very crazy situation out there in the market because these entrepreneurs, they, they thought getting on Shark Tank was like hitting the lottery. Like, I, I got on. I got money. That's it. So... One of the first deals that I did, I invested 500,000 into a woman's business for 50% equity, and she was so excited. And, and so I, I, I got her on Home Shopping Network, she had a great product, and she came to town, we picked her up at the airport, stayed at my house, my wife cooked for her, and six months later, she sends a big pile of, of stuff in the mail, my wife says, ah, oh! screamed, I'm like, what happened? She said. That woman you gave a half a million, she closed the doors and sent you unpaid bills for 38,000 and said, good luck, shark, I'm out. Wow. And I'm like, what the heck is this? It's like, she said, you know, I thought that it was just gonna be an instant success overnight. And I'm like, this is, this is not a, you know, entrepreneurship is tough, it's a struggle, you gotta grind. And so she had my money, she's out. Guess what, she didn't care, because it was my money. And so I don't, I don't like, I'm very particular now. I, th this, to be honest with you, a lot of the Shark Tank deals were tough deals because of that mentality. Whereas if you come in to invest money in an entrepreneur that isn't expecting this lottery situation, you know, it's a different world. So I just say that that was one thing, but there was one other really, that, that was a negative about Shark Tank is the people sometimes weren't as focused after they got the money. But one of the beautiful things, Think about this, I'm sitting there negotiating with somebody about whether I'm gonna invest, but I know that this segment is being seen by 10 million people live, and it's gonna rerun dozens of times. So if I give the guy 100 grand, and I'm his partner, I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna have a six minute segment on ABC Network and all of CNBC for years to come, we're gonna go really use that to drive the business. So there's a there's a guy that went on Shark Tank that didn't get a deal that did a million dollars in sales the yeah. night of the show. Wow. So that's something that people don't always know is that even if you don't get a deal, it's exposure. You, you still get some great exposure. So give advice to entrepreneurs who are looking for investments, maybe thinking about going Shark Tank or about to raise capital. Well, I think number one, the, the, the biggest piece of advice I can give is to create, I call it a dream team, surround yourself. Because like me, I, I'm very good in marketing and I, I was making investor pitch, investor pitch in the old days. And they're like, Kevin, we know you're 
good at sales and marketing, who's going to count the money? Who's going to do to the books? Who's, and so until I could convince the investors that I had quality people at all levels, I learned early that investors look for teams, not just the jockey. In fact, that's an erroneous term that I invest and bet on the jockey. I, I went head to head with O'Leary on one of the shows. O'Leary said, I'm going to bet on the jockey. And I said, guess what? I lost m the most money on bad deals betting on jockeys because they didn't have a trainer and they didn't have a doctor and they didn't have all the other people around them. That jockey, he's just getting, that horse has been in a stable and a training grounds for, for you know its whole life. And now the jockey's gonna jump on it and know it for two minutes. It's like, you need the dream team. So that's what I tell people. And by the way, I had a, a project where with the right kind of resumes, surrounding yourself, money can start flowing because people, oh, this guy's part of this? Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll trust that guy with my money. So, you know, surround yourself with experts, make it happen. How many, uh, how many total businesses do you have invested or part of right now? Well, so I've invested in over a thousand deals over the years. Wow. Yeah. Um, in what, hundreds, how many years? Um, well, that, that would go back you know, over 30 years now. Wow. But um, in, 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 in the last uh, 10 years, you know, more than 100. And so um, I, I own equity now and I sit on, uh, on 35, um, uh, 35 equity investments and, um, and then I'm on a nine uh, board of directors and advisory boards. So somewhere in the range of, you know, just, just shy of 50 in terms of companies active that I'm businesses. involved, active businesses that I'm involved with. Well, what do your day consist of? How many hours do you work and how, how busy and packed and uh, your schedule? Well, and how far are you booked? So the, the good news is this. In the old days, I, you know, I would run the companies that, that I would invest in because I, I didn't want to, you know, trust somebody, you know, to take my money and run with it, right? Sure. So, and I mentioned on Shark Tank, all of a sudden, well, I give a half a million and it's gone. Well, I, I think that what, what I, I am not the CEO of any company. Of all 40 plus companies that I'm involved with, I'm an advisor, I'm a consultant, I'm a mentor, I'm a board member, I'm, I'm on the advisory board. What I wanna do is give my wisdom and move on. So the reality is this, um, yes, I have board meetings and conference calls and Zooms and that every single day, but um, I, I have, I've got a great, I've got two full-time lawyers, I've got full-time digital marketing people, I've got a core team of 15 really solid folks that run all of those businesses with me, and, and, but I'm not responsible for any one thing on a day-to-day -day basis, which is the key to, to being able to do that. Do you have mentors yourself, Almost Do yeah. you have mentors? I do have mentors, yes. Um, I have, um, well, um, Richard Branson uh, was a mentor to me uh, when I went down to hang out with him at his island, Necker Island. That was that was a lot of fun. Tony Robbins. I've also in the world of digital marketing. Uh, there's there's a gentleman. Um, his name is um, oh, I'll, I'll think of it. But he 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 started ClickFunnels. Yeah, you may uh, know uh, Russell uh, Russell Brunson, yeah, right? Brunson. Yeah. Okay. So I sat with Russell for hours, long before he ever started ClickFunnels, wow. and asked him to mentor me. And so, um, 
this is what smart people do is they go to get to the right people. In fact, Zig Ziglar was a mentor way back, you know, and, that, and he's now gone for, for about 10 years. But I believe that mentors can change your life and give you some great uh, direction. Absolutely. What kind yeah. of content you consume? What motivates your motivational videos? Maybe some YouTube channels or what kind of content? You, you know, so I, I hate to say that I'm an old school entrepreneur, but yes, I am. Um, you know, I am not as much into consuming all of the digital content that's out there. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I still watch television, okay? Because, you know, I've got, I get a $350 a month cable bill, okay? So the movies and the sports, I, I am a sports nut. So I love... I love football, I love golf. As a young kid, I played all of, you know, I wrestled, I did golf, I did um, football and baseball and basketball. So I love all that kind of stuff. But I consume lots of internet um, content daily, but I, I, like, I like current events. And, and then, of course, I like to, to dive deeper and listen to, I'll, I'll listen to podcasts with a Russell Brunson with um, a Tony Robbins and a Dean Gracioso or whoever, you know, there's, there's always these new things coming out. So I try to, I stay in touch, but I also, I've got younger kids, I let them tell me also what I should be watching. So for example, the other day, I'm doing this deal with a guy, he's called Mr. Beast. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah, I, I, I met him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've never heard of ago. him. And I'm, and I'm telling my son, hey, I'm, we're talking to Mr. Beast. And they're like, oh my God, this guy is unbelievable. I'm like, What well, kind of deal are you doing with him? We're, gonna, we're one of our companies. We're, we're, we're talking about you know, joining uh, our company and having some equity and, wow. and uh, be, be, being the face. So, um, but I, I like, I love that kind of stuff, but, it, but this is why my kids are like, oh, that, you got to get that guy. Okay. So now I'm like, we had some tentative conversation, but now I'm like high, highly energized to go get Mr. Beast on a deal. Right. So this, I love this. What are your thoughts on massive ex-colleges and labor force? About well, to say it again? Like the labor shortages and ex in the labor force. How many people quit? I, I read a report like in September. It was like a record, like 3 million people quit their jobs. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So my, my thoughts are this. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have a job. So I don't have a problem with anybody that doesn't want a job, okay? Uh, my kids don't have jobs. They're entrepreneurs. Um, so I, I, I say this. I mean, Uber has hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurial drivers, okay? They're, they're not employees, they're, they're not hourly, they're getting yeah. paid, they own their own business. And so, I mean, it's, th th there's this thing called the gig economy, right? And, and there's so many gig opportunities that are out there for you to own your own business. And, and I believe this is a good way to put your toe in the water. And, it, and, and let me say it this way. I know people that have a full-time job and they work 40 hours a week but they deliver stuff on the side in the evenings and the weekends, and they have a little business. So I call it, um, I say, one of the books I wrote is 100 of the best spare time business opportunities in America today. And, and the reason being is I say, don't quit your job tomorrow. Get, get a little bit of side hustle going first, right? So keep your income. You don't, you don't want to be not able to pay the bills, right? Get a side hustle. And when that starts generating enough revenue, you can now consider maybe a, a role to, to no longer be an employee and be an entrepreneur. Love it. Give one advice to roofers. 
To roofers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if, if you're a roofer, I'm going to say this. I've been talking a lot today here at the Roofing Process Conference, and Dimitri, kind enough to bring me in as a, as a keynote speaker. But I, I want to tell you that you, it's important that you as an entrepreneur in your local markets, you should go about brand building activities. And this is you know, speaking at, at different events, getting on some talk shows, getting on some radio shows, podcasting, building, just start very slow. You can getting press releases about your business and some stories in the newspaper, et cetera, et cetera. You can do these things for pennies. You don't have to spend a lot of money. And before you know it, a year or two down the road, you can be a famous person in your marketplace. And I don't mean famous from a celebrity standpoint. I mean famous from a business standpoint with cash in your pocket. Love it. Okay. Uh, the last one is uh, selfishly for myself. You wrote many books. I want to write my first book. I'm working on it. Give me advice on how do you go about writing your first book? What's the process? And okay, so if you want to write a book, there's a, there's several ways. My one of my first books I wrote, I hired. I wanted the biggest and the best writer, because you know, because I I don't write, and I assume you need a writer to write it, or can you write? I can you're, write, you're, but you're, I need a ghostwriter to proofread. To gotcha. Okay, so I hired one of the best writers. He had New York Times bestseller. He wrote Stephen Jobs' book called Icon. Okay. And New York Times bestseller. He came to me and said, I want to write your book. And I paid him a lot of money and it took two years. And I spent a hundred thousand plus dollars writing that book, two years to launch it. I don't recommend that. You can write a book today. I, I wrote another book. I sat with a writer because I use ghostwriters also. Yeah. Sat with a writer for three hours and turned it recorder on and I said send me back an outline of that and I'll pay you you know to do all of this and so now we had a, an outline of 20 chapters and and then we did a deep dive with more meetings to fill in the chapters two more meetings I had three total meetings probably 10 total hours I had the manuscript of a book that that was ready to go within 30 days and and we launched that book in 60 days I printed it myself and self-published it and so that's a, if you want to write a book and have it on the market in 60 days you can do it for thousands of dollars not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands but if if, if you're gonna write a book you may want to do it a little differently but get a great ghostwriter and one question is do you want to self-publish or do you want to get a publisher because a publisher can slow it all up big time it can take you I mean, do you have a publisher yet? No. It, it can take a year or two to sell a publisher on, in, on publishing your book because they want to know if they're going to print 10,000 copies that they're going to sell and how you're going to help them promote it, right? So you can, you can self-publish before, and, and maybe that's a, a, a step to do. Self-publish while you're talking to publishers about a publishing year.